नमस्ते हेलो एंड वेलकम इट्स माय ग्रेट ऑनर एन इमेंस डिलाइट टू बी इन कॉन्वर्जेशन विथ वन ऑफ द मोस्ट इमिनेंट इंटेलेक्चुअल्स एकेडमिक्स एंड स्कॉलर्स इन इंडिया टुडे डॉक्टर शंकर शरण हु इज़ अ ऑथर ऑफ अबाउट फिफ्टीन बुक्स ही इज़ बीन अ लॉन्ग टाइम ट्रांसलेटर अ लाइफ लॉन्ग रिसर्चर एंड what you call one of the highly underrated uh, uh, scholars and writers in india today is a frequent contributors uh, mostly in uh, uh, hindi newspapers journals uh, magazines and it's my great fortune to also say that uh, he's been kind enough to uh, publish an article on the dharma dispatch so one of uh, dr shankar sharan's uh, areas of speciality is uh, that uh, his uh, for what 20 30 years uh, been uh, studying uh, marxist uh, designs and their methods uh, uh, in india so that roughly will be the topic of our discussion today uh, namaskar shankar sharan ji namaskar a warm welcome to you thank you so i hope this introduction was accurate no not at all it was <laughs> i consider myself just a less. ordinary hindi writer okay. you can say mostly hmm. academic journalist academic journalist in fact i can tell you this that uh, i was in media hmm. formally also for 4 years okay first in uh, india today group aaj tak hmm. and then star news mm-hmm. and there they considered me that uh, he is an academic person hmm. he is not uh, journalist type hmm. in fact one of the top person he wanted me to come to news reading and okay be the face and at least try. be the anchor and no. i was not very much enthusiastic mm. Mm. and then i joined in crt as an academic lecturer mm. those days assistant professor now they okay. call and there they so many people tell me he is a journalist <laughs> academic so i think both are partly right yeah so both are right both so are right. not gone wrong anyway so coming to the subject of uh, you know your studies in marxism let us know what is that one thing that made you study the marxists communists from uh, i don't know past 30 years no oh, it was 40 years 40 years yes I, i came in contact with marxism in 1980 mm. and i think uh, there is not not a very special reason it is the same reason all over the world mm mm-hmm. so many good people who mm. wanted to see a better society mm-hmm. came into contact with uh, marxism mm. only difference in india mm. and our kind of people is mm. was mm. that we came into contact and became so impressed mm. when marxism leninism and its whole experiment was already mm. almost totally unmasked mm-hmm. so that is a bit uh, painful or a kind of sorrowful mm. that uh, so many good people came into contact with communist parties in india and maybe some other countries as well mm. when it was already debunked because after 1956 khrushchev after stalin's death huh. after stalin's death and especially the khrushchev report of report, 1956 yes. yeah. in the 20th congress of the cpsu mm. communist party of the soviet union mm. in that that uh, that document was more historic than gorbachev mm-hmm. because it first time it accepted that the entire marx leninist project of building a better society a was a complete disaster mm-hmm. not only failure it was more brutal more yes. human and more money and resource consuming mm. and producing nothing mm. rather the bad things mm. so after that all over the world so many intellectuals and good people even in the communist party became mm. disillusioned they left communist party became academics or journalists or writers or joined other movements so yes i also joined for uh, mm. that reason that mm. i thought that marxism leninism is mm. the answer to uh, make better of society, society. Yeah. So, so i started studying marxism so were you formally uh, part of the communist movement in any fashion Yes I was okay. a member I in fact I oh, okay. I worked hmm. I worked for at least 5 five, 5 five plus years as a whole time communist worker Oh like a karyakarta Yes aha uh-huh, okay In fact I was a teacher of their party school for some, oh, some okay. years 
Can you tell me, share some experiences of those days? Yeah, I think uh, now I guess that it was a faith-driven movement. It was a faith-driven movement. Faith-driven. Faith. Hmm. That uh, Communist Party is the party. Hmm. Period. Hmm. Marxism-Leninism is the philosophy. Period. Hmm. Soviet Union is the greatest model hmm. of democracy, development, and humanity's ideal. Hmm. So these three, four points and mm. fourth, which is not less important, that the communist leaders are very selfless mm -hmm. and very hardworking and they are like saints, mm. part of which was indeed true. Mm. So these four factors mm. uh, created an impression that, okay, this is, uh, this is the place one should be okay. if, you, if one wants to make mm. one's country, one's society great and especially all exploitation should go away. Sure, and, uh, so uh, that was the fair. Mm -hmm. So we started, I started with that. Mm. And uh, I can recall now that we were, uh, I myself was being driven by faith mm -hmm. without any checking that whether Marxism is the philosophy, whether the entire uh, Western world or capitalist world is the rotten thing, mm. whether the Soviet Union is the real mm. and genuine model without mm. checking all these things. Mm. And of course, the party history, without really going through the actual party Details, history, yes. we just believe that it is a great party, it is a great movement, mm. leaders are great, the philosophy is great. And uh, so that's what we learned from really good people, some good people. And I can say now that had it been not a really good person or a group of good person mm. through which I came into contact to Marxism or Communist Party, I would not have joined it because uh -huh. at any time, even that, I did not leave my critical mind away. Even when you were a yes, yes, member? Uh -huh. Yes. So, because uh, I got <coughs> Marxism and Communism through really good people, mm -hmm. so I trusted them and through them mm. and because of them I trusted their words. It was only later, after a few years, when I really came to see from my own uh, eyes the reality of the Soviet Union and the contradictions of the literature and claims and the actual results. Then I started questioning and I found not only no reply, evasion, evasion which only confirmed <laughs> and then uh, anger which mm. disillusioned me and finally I you had to quit. Uh, left the party. Mm -hmm. Rather I did not leave the party as a decision. Mm. It happened that uh, my relation with them had dried up and became finished. So, this is not a question specifically directed at you, but a general kind of uh, search for answers, if I can put it that way, is that what is it that drives so many young people especially to communism, given the fact that you mentioned that you joined in 1980. So we'll keep that as some kind of a benchmark. So by 1980, you had the role of communists, the role that communists had played in the Razakars. They had committed genocide of poor peasants for whose cause they supposedly upheld. They joined forces with Razakars and killed lots mm -hmm. of people yeah. in Andhra and uh, North Karnataka. Yes. Then you had that so-called peasant revolution where they blew up railway tracks. I think 1932 or 38, mm -hmm. one of those things. Then that Kanpur Bolshevik case. Then who's that? Philip Spratt. He was bombing mm -hmm. some places. So these are all documented histories. Yeah, but it was and, not known to us. And, and uh, uh, yeah, so these documented histories. But despite this, what is it that attracted uh, an ordinary uh, youths to? For ordinary youths, the answer is they 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 are totally innocent of real history. Mm. They were given a packaged, you know, upfront uh, best picture <coughs> of the Communist Party that is fought for peasants, fought for laborers, mm. and it, uh, it is fighting imperialism and all that. Mm. But the actual real history and the events, they mm. were uh, simply censored. And the, there is a very cosmetic history they read about their yes. own party. Yes, yes. So all these things I came to know much, much, much later. That also incidentally, because mm. when mm. I was when I became disillusioned, I did not uh, gone into the, into details. Mm. 
those things were enough for me that you are saying one thing and doing something else. Mm. You claim that Soviet Union is this and I found Soviet Union in something different mm. and so many other things. And uh, you said progress, but uh, all these things are not progress. Yeah. So, so what is it that attracts uh, ordinary yeah. youths to communism? I think there are two things. One, one is simply that uh, their innocence, mm. they don't know the real history of communism neither the time of Marx, Engels themselves, mm. nor the Lenins, Lenin. nor the Stalins, nor the Maos. Mm. They take a very simplistic view that these are the fighters for poor people. Okay. And they are against the rich and exploitative people. Mm. And so we should be with them. So mm. one part is pure ignorance mm. and innocence. And another part is a very psychological one. Mm. I think uh, Raj Thapar has mentioned in her mm. book because she was also ex ex communist. Both were still yeah. still having sympathy till the end. Mm -hmm. But she has analyzed it mm. that so many people uh, come here and continue with it because it gives in very uh, in a short way. It is a very shortcut to become an intellectual. It is a very shortcut to become a do-gooder. Do Without doing anything, you are do-gooder. You can see in uh, so many uh, JNU or IIC. Yeah, all the activists. They are just sitting there, yes, yes. sipping coffee or wine, whatever mm. is <laughs> they can afford. Mm. And they will just uh, abuse all kind of people. They, they, uh, they give their verbal support to all kind of people and that is all. So this is a very shortcut being an intellectual, being Same. a do-gooder, being a pro-people mm. and without doing anything at all. So, from what you say, I get a sense that communism as a theory applied in practice and you mentioned about the psychological effect is that it appeals to a person's yes, ego. it is. Is that right? No, mind also. Mind intellect also. also. Mm. Although it is a cheap intellect, but <clears throat> still it is intellectual. Mm. And in our country, there is a tragic situation is mm. that there is no challenge. There has been no challenge to it. So far, there hasn't been any no challenge. challenge. Yeah. Mm. And that's what so many people, uh, even outside uh, foreign mm. observers also say, mm. that Gandhi, Gandhi touched or tried to work on heart. Mm. And communists want, uh, tried to get on their mind. mind huh. So even if they had a cheap literature, mm. easily debunkable, mm. but still it was, only, it was only that which is available to people. And I think to some extent it is still available, it's still uh, this case in our country. Mm -hmm. Go to the JNU book stalls. Mm -hmm. They have 70% old Marxist book still. Why, do, why they don't have any other books? One reason is the other books are still not available through uh, good publications, good institutions. Mm -hmm. Some of them has been written, mm -hmm. but it is not published by good publishers. Mm -hmm. But this is also true. There are very few good books written. Mm -hmm. And they have been writing all kind of uh, propagandist book, but in really intellectual language, mm. published by really intellectual and academic institutions, mm. and uh, supported and uh, publicized by each other. So they have a kind of uh, near monopoly. So mutual so, admiration society. Yes. Mm. But uh, so whenever <clears throat> an inquisitive mind, uh, average <coughs> intelligent student comes to university and college mm. and joins any of the social science departments mm. they see all uh, all kind of uh, crypto communist literature as academic literature so they take it on faith again and also they see that uh, it is that which is being taught as a coursework on which basis you get phd Marks, you get uh, no. projects you get to invited abroad so it is uh, not really very true to say that this is a total propagandist literature, although essence is still propagandist literature. So this is, our country is a special case, I guess. Mm -hmm. But they say now it is in the West also, it is happening in a similar way, mm -hmm. which was not earlier the case. Okay. Till the 70s, I, because I have studied all the good literature upon Soviet Union and Marxism, they had a first class scholarly um, non-Marxist literature, very critical. In fact, I have lost my bacha kucha Marxism through that literature only. Can you give list out some examples from that? I recall the authors, Bertram Wolfe, Marle mm. Fensot, mm. 
um, <clears throat> and the ex-communists like Andre Jeet, mm -hmm. uh, Howard oh. Fast. Author Kiesler also. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that Silone, mm. uh, Viktor Kravchenko. Mm -hmm. So all these are masterpieces mm. in intellectual training of any person who has uh, who has the real feeling for the poor, real feeling for freedom, independence, and uh, humanity's progress. These are masterpieces because it has been written by one of the best minds who have seen communism from close quarters. From in fact, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. In fact, they were part of it, like mm. Milovan Jilas. Mm -hmm. He read, he, he wrote that famous book, The New Class. Mm. It was a good phrase to um, <coughs> describe the entire communist ruling elite. They said the they class. had come to mm. abolish the class, mm. but they have become a new class. So it is a very, evo uh, very uh, uh, good phrase mm. to describe the entire Soviet and East European ruling class. They had all kind of um, uh, perks and benefits and properties, only it was not in their name. Yes. In fact, in the Soviet Union, they had their own private beaches also, every Politburo member. Yes. And it was on the basis of hierarchy, mm -hmm. that if you are a Politburo member, you will get this. If you are a Central Committee member, you will yeah, get exactly. this. If you are a district party leader, <coughs> you will get this. So, General Secretary. So, <laughs> so as Boris Yeltsin has written, that uh, they are already living in communism. Yeah. What was the what was the need to bring communism? Correct. Good one. Uh, so elsewhere, I remember. I think it was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If it, I think it was Sitaram Goelji who said that. Uh, who defined communism as Gali Shastra? <laughs> the yeah, yeah. yeah the science of abuse. Ah, or the subject of Sereology, abuse, yeah. tautology, whatever you want to call it. Sereology. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, I would like you to expand on that because you had uh, spoken in, in an earlier lecture uh, yes, yes. on this thing. So ah, I can't just for the benefit. In of fact, I audience. can connect it to your last question mm. that uh, how so many young and intelligent people come to uh, the leftist movement still. Mm. So I don't know about the present situation, but mm. I can tell the situation of 20 years ago. And that is explained in, to some extent in Raj Thapar's book mm. and in Howard Fast's book also. Mm. I, I would strongly recommend mm. Howard Fast, The Naked God. Because the Naked God. The, again, it is an uh, entire experience of international communist movement because he was a very tall figure internationally. A leader of, he was one of the in, foremost intellectual leader of the US Communist Party. Okay, okay. And okay. he had interacted with all the big communist leaders of the world because he was a very top right uh, top ranking writer mass mm. writer mm. very popular mm -hmm. and he had a he had a very forceful pen the naked so, god the naked god okay. and he has written it after 1956 he 56 mm. in fact that was his disillusion moment mm. that khrushchev report and then he writes in this his whole life's experience mm. and he the experience of the different communist parties especially the soviet union mm. how they systematically they built only fraud, repression, and all kind of debasement, mm. intellectual debasement. So your question, that after that it has, uh, as I was saying, that you see, it gives a very shortcut to become intellectual. Right. And that uh, Raj Thapar has mentioned, he has taken up this issue. Why this, uh, they take so, uh, they take recourse to abusers also often. Mm. And she says, that it's because their mind is vacuum. They don't have much to say. Mm. So the abusers become a shortcut to dismiss the entire work of a great intellectual. Oh, Arun Sori, ah, he's a CIA agent. <laughs> that means that <laughs> his entire work of the world of Will Fatwas, be in two words, no, CIA agent. That means you need not to go through it. Yes. So this is one aspect is of this uh, Labeling. habitual recourse Labeling. of serology is yes. that you don't have the uh, take you have to take the trouble to answer his arguments, mm. answer his facts, and uh, do the rebuttal, academic mm. rebuttal. Mm. You just abuse him and your work is done. So this is one. And second is it goes to Lenin. Mm. Lenin has in fact explained it mm. that 
first we should and uh, i forgot his name he first was his, you should uh, stick the convicts badge convicts badge on someone mm. and later we will see his case, his case so yes. even without listening even without going through his yes. actual deeds mm. you must put that he is a convict yes. so he is either a uh, american agent <laughs> or he is a bhitar ghati mm. provocateur mm. or he is a kulak mm. or he is a anti party mm. his agent mm. or he is poor uh, whatever mm. so you can put any badge upon someone this gives a strategic uh, advantage to the leader mm. that the person who is questioning him mm. from the from the beginning he becomes a suspect yeah. in the eyes of the follower so he is always defending him so he he would always, always defending defend. him and since you have the power mm. i mean the organizational power or state power mm. as mm. as your case be mm. if you are in if you are having in the state power in one country then you have all power mm. even if you are not in power but still you are the general secretary or president or whatever party secretary you still have power so blaming anyone mm. and mind you they have more blame their own party members they have more punished yes, their that, own party yeah, members yeah, they have question. killed their own party yes, members yes. more than their class enemies yes but why does this happen ah that is a very See, big you question. you name the vice you name the human perversity it is found in abundance in communism backbiting backstabbing yeah, no yeah. two p no two communists can stand each other murders yeah, yeah. all kinds of sex yeah, yeah. scandals total liquidation you know, like, yeah liquidation. liquidation so why why is it so predominant only in the communist uh, system i think this uh, the most uh, important answer appears to me is that uh, the questions are raised mm. to your policy mm. or the problem coming up out of your policy you see that it is beyond you to uh, control mm -hmm. beyond your ability to answer mm. or beyond your ability or possibility to uh, uh, reform mm -hmm. so you the only course left is to you that you finish the person who is raising the question I think it started in the Soviet Union. Lenin with Lenin only. Yes, yeah, Lenin, Lenin himself. Only. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, it was he who started everything. I think mm. it is. The purges. This is a misconception so. stayed for very long time in the mm. uh, left movement. Mm. Those who were critical of the Soviet is Soviet mm. policies, mm. or uh, normally said that they were anti-Stalinist, mm. but they were Leninist. Mm. Anti-Stalinist, but they were Marxist. Yeah. They tried to make this that mm. Lenin was good. only stalin made it worse mm. but if you read the real history of the soviet union everything mm. which stalin did was started by lenin yes only he did not have enough time to implement <laughs> it to up to such brutality so he died too but, soon huh? uh, but he has started everything yes the censorship he started mm. abusing his comrades mm. closest comrades he started mm. uh, i can give you the most a uh, symbolic and tragic name maxim gorky yes maxim gorky he was a great writer yes. earning huge money yes in the jarist russia mm, and mm. he was very popular he was very pro poor mm. he himself came to a poor family mm. but russia had a very great intellectual tradition yes and he earned a lot of money mm. and more than half of money he gave to the communist party he used to give communist party mm. to lenin mm. and when lenin took the power, power in hand the within few within first month he ordered that close his newspaper novaya zhizn mm -hmm. because why because he continued with his critical mind lenin said that now now i am in power i mean the workers are in power mm. so now you should stop all this rubbish so your only work is to utilize the communist party help us and not criticize us so within the first month or in the but, very beginning no, no, he closed his but what you're saying is exactly has some 10 to 20 parallels with uh, Indira Gandhi what she did after she came to power think about it what did she do yeah, the first thing she did was to systematically silence or stifle all the voices both within the congress and outside who were critical of her i think uh, huge our country should be a separate subject because no. our country since independence has always had democratic constitution yes. parties were there 
courts, independent judiciary mm. were there. So all our perversion mm. done by Indira Gandhi, mm. I would say mm. uh, for now, mm. that it was again started by Nehru himself. Okay. Indira Gandhi was not uh, so fanatic about communism. Nehru mm. was. Nehru was, yes. So, so many things started by Nehru. Mm. But in our country, all this uh, conformity and um, uh, censorship, for censorship. example. Yes. I think censorship it was, is uh, what Nehru started. Yeah. But Indira Gandhi took it to a new level, right? Yeah, but for a very short period. It could not it could not okay. have done. Uh-huh. It is more a case of what Arwani said famously. Yeah, that she the, only said to just Jarasa Juko mm. and they all became Lambuvat. Yes. <laughs> so but so that's why I in my mind Soviet case cannot be compared. It is okay. another thing. Fine. Because they did it constitutionally, legally. Okay. okay. And there were they were, there was actually no party, no free press, no mm. free judiciary. Mm-hmm. It was so Communist Party of the Soviet Union at every place officially, okay. which is not the case of India. Yes. Here officially Jansang was there, Socialist Party was there, all kind of political parties there. Whenever judiciary wanted or any newspaper editor wanted, Ram B. Ramnath Goenka or Arun Shori or Sitaram Goel, mm. they could do their work they without being harmed physically. No, but then they were harmed in other ways. That's so many ways. Ah, they were I would harassed, say, I'm saying. That way, so I would say worse, that right? they have stifled the entire three generations' exactly intellectual mind. Yes. That is so bigger that, crime. Correct. So that is my next yeah. question, is the systematic penetration of communists in all spheres, in, our country. in institutions. Ah, this yes. is where you can take as, much, as long as you want. <laughs> I won't interrupt you. No, no, no. You, you please interrupt yeah. because uh, I'm not very methodical. Ah. I guess that in India the situation was different in a way mm. that they did not find any resistance. Resistance. Mm. They found an open field. After, even politically, <coughs> after Pat- Sardar Patel's death, mm. there was hardly any congressman of stature who even raised a voice. Mm. Uh, I mean, audibly. Against and Nehru. those who mm. yes, those who criticized, they were quickly sidelined. Mm. And since uh, I don't know what happened to them, mm. but so many people felt that Nehru is doing wrong on Kashmir, Nehru is doing wrong on Tibet, mm. Nehru is doing wrong on uh, industrial policy, this all Soviet kind of structure he was emulating. Mm. But uh, nobody raised the voice. There was no threat as the Bolsheviks had before Stalin. Yeah. But still they did not do. So mm. I guess, mm. and because of this Gandhian uh, influence, mm which uh, only appealed to uh, heart and uh, some very mysterious ways mm. and being good yourself, don't look, don't criticize, don't look bad. Uh. So all these created a situation mm. when the communists mm. found it very ideal, not only communists, even the missionaries. Yes, yes. So yes. they all found it very easy field. So there was no resistance. That's why it was very easy to take over entire intellectual mm. field because there was no uh, challenge. You keep referring to R.C. Majumdar. Yes. But tell me, other than Bharti Vidya Bhavan, mm. uh, which academic institution or which uh, um, academic uh, press mm. gave such Im- importance to those kind of people? So from the beginning it was mm. that uh, under Nehru's uh, umbrella, everyone became socialist. Maybe so, because it was lucrative and that was the way for Wealth and fame. It was out of ignorance also, sir. Also ignorance. Many people were really not knowing what is Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And they were mm. eulogizing Soviet Union. Mm. The delegations were going to Soviet Union, China and coming. And uh, there was no any critical studies about that. Mm. And even those people who have seen mm. the negative aspects of China and uh, Soviet Union, when they came back, mm. they kept quiet. They did not tell about it. Why? That is... Indirect way of supporting the communists. Yeah, but why? Why didn't they do that? I think I can guess. I cannot say that I, what I am saying is mm. the final mm. answer. But I guess two things. One is their very large ignorance about mm. the communist realities. Mm. Their ignorance about our own intellectual tradition also. Ah. Mm. So they did. That they they did not. After Sri Aurobindo, I think that dhara, mm. that stream, which was nationalist. Hindu, spiritual, and, uh, rooted in rooted our in intellectual our tradition after Sri Aurobindo mm. and coming of Gandhi, mm. it uh, without any announcement, it has been curtailed. I mean, I, I should say forcefully. 
forcefully in the sense that Gandhi was made a dictator. Yes. Organizationally. Yes. And he took it upon himself that he will explain everything to everybody. No, and nobody else brushing can. your teeth. Yeah. How to? No, no. Even how to live with your family. Yeah. Whether you uh, sit with your wife or not, he will decide. So that became a kind of uh, um, uh, intellectual tradition in which it became forbidden to criticize leaders. So mm. it was a kind of crypto uh, exactly. Leninism. The leader can do no yeah. wrong. Le leader will do no wrong. do no wrong. And mm. we have to look up to the leader for everything. Yes. We don't have to think. We have to just implement. Yeah, mm. that is the communist terminology. Yes, you have, you have to, to just, just implement what Stalin has decided, mm. or Khrushchev has decided, or Brezhnev has decided. Mm. You don't have to think. So Gandhi made exactly the same uh, mm. political tradition in this country. Mm. So, um, so I, I guess that this was a uh, given environment in which leaders thought and they were hesitant. They thought that it is again a negative side of Indian tradition. Look, this is Jawahar, he is senior, he is, uh, he is friend, he is kind, he, has, he does not wish bad. Why criticize him? Let him do whatever he does. So, Rajendra Prasad or Raj Gopalachari or Munshi, they spoke sometime, mm. but they did not go all out to stop him. That please, this point. is very bad. This is very bad. Please don't great do. Point, yes. This yes. is not your personal fiefdom. This is country. This mm. is our people. Mm. This mm. is our Shastras. For instance, I recall one thing that in, in Samidhan Sabha itself, Achai Raghvir, mm. the father of great Lokesh Chandra, yes, he was a member of uh, parliament. Constituent Assembly, mm. and only recently I came to a uh, uh, part of his speech mm. in which he is speaking in the Samvidhan Sabha. Mm. What you are doing? Mm. You are using the word religion, you are not using the word dharma. dharma yes. Don't you know that what is the difference is? Yes. You are giving all space to religion, you are giving no space to dharma. Do you understand what you are doing? I wonder, when I read, I wondered what were other people's were doing. He was making such a great point. And he's, he was not a small person, he was a great scholar himself. And so many people, I would say, when I would, uh, now it is public, but I would wager mm -hmm. that how many BJP people know that he was a uh, Jansang Jan president also? Yes. Achai Rogvi? They don't know. Very few BJP no. people will know. So yes. he was a tall figure, and yeah. yet his yes. words mm -hmm. were not listened to the Constituent Assembly mm -hmm. and not even recalled now. Mm -hmm. That, so. Part of your answer of your question is they didn't know. Mm. And second was the usual Soviet thing. Mm. If you want to become governor, mm. if you want to become minister, if you want to become some uh, comfortable man, Better listen don't, to me. don't, don't mm. go against Nehru. Yes. Because there, mm. what you said earlier, mm. Nehru was very, not brutal, but he was very ruthless, uh, ruthless in ruthless, this way, yes. that he, he made arrangement that such critical people should not stay in. Uh, my Congress, mm. not only in government, even even outwards, mm. he should not get any good position. So he did not order it. But without without saying. Yeah, yeah, they'll read their mind. Yeah. Then. Boss mm. doesn't like him, mm. so everybody is, uh, ah. tends to don't, not see. Yes. So this tradition created a a kind of a situation where they thought speaking against the policies was, uh, what should I say, not comfortable. I would not say it was dangerous. Mm. I don't know uh, any person which was physically harmed by Nehru. Mm. Uh, I don't for that think person. anybody was yeah, physically no, no. harmed by Nehru. So if they wanted to speak, and Sitaram Goel is the great, ex example, a great example, because example. he was one person, oh. and few people know it, mm. and they should know, mm. that in Nehru's cabinet, mm. all intellectuals, mm. ministers, mm. they knew this is a person. Hmm. Ah, he is the person who was writing about China. Ah. Oh, you are the person who wrote about Soviet Union. Hmm. So even Pandit Nehru and their cabinet colleagues and all intellectual uh, influential people, they know personally who this Sitaram Goel is. <laughs> and he ah. survived. So it is not that... But he was uh, harassed, not only survived. Right? He was not harassed. only survived. Ah. A section of government wanted his cooperation also. <laughs> so that is a crazy comic situation. Yeah. That when it came to... Uh, it, I think it was in late 50s, mm. he was in Delhi mm. and when it became too apparent that there might be a, a Chinese attack, mm. China, attack did not happen yet, mm. but there was talk that it might happen, then the Home Ministry and others, they started trying to make defense mm. and there he wanted 
the help of Sitaram Gur. Input. So the same governments, one minister was trying to finish him and another minister was trying to take his help. Now let's come to the details of this institutional infiltration by communists. If you can shed some light on the methods they used to infiltrate. Yes, there was a vacuum, but uh, yes. this they saw not as you know a five-year plan. Mm. They saw this as capturing two, three generations. Yes, it's forever. And, yeah, forever. and they have succeeded in that. You have to give them credit for that. Not only generations, sir. Mm. I would say that some of them were really serious mm. that they will make it as a communist country. country. Ah. They were thinking that since India is in a different situation, mm. so we can take over democratically by mm. elections and by this infiltration yeah, by parliament and by capturing their mind. And mm. that's why uh, uh, Gramsci is so popular with some mm. people. Mm that uh, we have to capture all these all intellectual the places oh, yes, and all. Yes, 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 so, yes. what is the point of overthrowing the regime first? Mm. When it captures the regime from within, mm. and this is recorded in Raj Thapar's book, yes, yes, that some yes. of them were actually talking these terms, mm. that through Mrs. Gandhi, <coughs> through uh, uh, her leadership, mm. we can put our men to all the places, and in mm. fact, Communist Party, in fact, take a decision mm to send their people in the Congress party as they send their people to Muslim League mm -hmm. to create Pakistan, mm. to help Pakistan movement. Mm. First, in the 40s, Communist Party sent their cadres to Muslim League mm. and in the after Mrs. Gandhi, they decided to send their cadres to Congress party. Yes. And at least Mohan Kumar Mangalam, I think one, one or two more ministers, they were earlier communist, proper communist cadres yes. and they went to the Communist Party and the plan party. was mm. to infiltrate the Congress party mm. and capture it. And mm. uh, you know already that communists have a very uh, old tradition of capturing institutions yes. from inside. Mm. In fact, uh, the Socialist Party itself, mm. the Lohiawali Socialist yes. Party, mm. uh, they had this uh, experience that when they collaborated, some of the Lohiaite leaders became communist leaders. Mm. So they made a point not to collaborate with communists because they take our people in oh. their fold. So, their infiltration was uh, rather easy, first thing I told you and second was this was also a very great help that all the communist phrases, mm. all the communist formulations, mm. especially of the current political scene mm. about America, about Jamindars, about uh, um, banks. industrialists, about banks, banks, it was already mouthed by Prime Minister Nehru. So, communists had very easy job just to say that look our Prime Minister is saying He's this. endorsing this. He is saying this. Yeah. Only thing that he is not saying the full, I will tell you the full. <laughs> so he is saying 70% oh. and hiding 30% because of his bourgeois background. Oh. And so I will complete it and we will complete it. Mm. So you come to us. So this second thing became easy for them. They, mm. That Nehru became their, um, um, I think, uh, a source. Mm. Not they, had, they did not have to uh, quote Lenin, uh, sorry. Um, Stalin or Brezhnev, mm. they could quote uh, Nehru. Nehru for everything, for, everything, for yeah. all entire mm. uh, America's mm, mm. speeches or anti-Jamindar, anti-rich, whatever, uh, for nationalization, mm. anti-privatization. So mm. Nehru was the support, so they just uh, uh, use his name mm. and for instance, the entire uh, history department of uh, Marxist school, mm. they give very high regard to Nehru only because of that. Only because so of they made it a very easy fashion to. So it was a kind of collaboration with the state power. Mm -hmm. So state power was with them. With mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. they were mouthing the Nehru's words. Mm. So the ministries and officers had no other <coughs> way other than to support them. Okay, we are, we, we are. Uh, doing research on Nehru. Mm. We are doing Nehru's this policy, Nehru's that policy, Nehru's a mm. humanist, Nehru as a philosopher. So you give the first chapter to Nehru or the first page to Nehru and then the rest you put all your Marxism Leninism. So that was the entire research of uh, JNU brand. Wow. <laughs> wow. So this was second and third was the direct state support. Huh. That was since it. you are eulogizing Nehru, since you are eulogizing Mrs. Gandhi, so please help them. Mm. They are good guys. Mm. So the good guys must be given millions and trillions for research, for propagation, for education, for this, for that, another commission, another institute. Chairman. And they, they placing their students and friends to there. 
so it has become a, as you said mutual admiration society more than that mutual uh, what should you uh, propping up matlab mm. i i can uh, i will say oh, oh sandeep is a great scholar mm. although sandeep had done very little mm. and then sandeep will return the compliment yes. oh, oh you don't know shankar mm. he has done a great job in medieval india's agrarian and water system <laughs> nobody will go to check whether what exactly i have done but since you are telling you are a chairman of institution so i am also become a chairman of institution so this kind of thing happened that ordinary scholars i would say they are i wouldn't say that they are not scholars but ordinary scholars became eminent mm. through the support of each other and the state patronage there was no and what i said the first mm. there was no opposition that is an important point so uh, again to return to sitaram goel he mentions a very interesting uh, point about uh, why indira gandhi imposed emergency he says that by the time she split the congress party and took uh, the support of communists for her political survival and between that point at in 1967 uh, or 69 up to 1974 she figured out that direct communist agents from russia were had placed people all around her in a close circle including her pmo this is the analysis given by sitaram goel and she figured out that they were all close to the communist party of india and various other factions their different organs and that is when she thought that if i let them go any farther they will depose me yes that, that is why she declared emergency yes. that's one of the major reasons this, this is uh, sita ram ji's analysis uh, you want to comment on this uh, i i won't say that uh, whether that was the reason for emergency or not hmm. but i have another idea that it appears to me that this is a fact from various sources hmm. and here i must uh, bring to notice the the record from the horse's mouth hmm. the mitrokhin archives mitrokhin ha huh. the two the second volume that hmm. that in which deals with india that i have so india has a model of infiltration it, it yeah. has given with date and place hmm. without naming leaders <laughs> and this is also a very uh, not uh, unfortunate thing for us mm. that the first volume mm. which deals with the europe mm. they had given the he has given the names also of the leaders in fact for uh. india also he had given the names uh. mitrokhin archives mm. have all the names of congress leaders communist leaders mm. journalists editors professors every name is there mm. but when it was published it was published after the death of mitrokhin and since most of the people were uh, living mm. or at least many of the people are still living so the editors of uh, the academic institution in britain mm. they decided to remove the name but the entire details are there mm. so that much is enough to say that our country our country's intellectual class political class officer class and even the journalistic class everybody they were sure. systematically captured by kgb and so yes that makes a sense that shrimati gandhi have realized that if i if i want to take decision against i have to de- dis- take decision against so many people that it is uh, really um, probable that uh, uh, instead of my removing them mm. they may remove me remove mm. because this rajthapar has also mentioned she has mentioned exactly because that, uh, she was friends with i think that uh, pn haksar or dhar or somebody ah everybody in uh, fact they were that, slightly yeah, yeah. below below the food chain because yeah. they are they were friends they were the royalty yeah ha ah, the thapers were friends friends ha ah. and uh, they were staff yes and th- these staff were all card carrying communists oh, that is what she yes, also yes, mentions yes, yes. in the book no she has mentioned this so also that corroboration money suitcase were going to prime minister's house house yes. she has mentioned this yeah and then she mentioned that sanjay gandhi mm. he was receiving dubious people in that kutub hotel he was yeah, his office fifth star hotel yeah so this much is truth and mm. this mitrokhin archives all these gives clear picture that mm. kgb's penetration was uh, unparalleled in any democratic country in india other than communist mm. countries mm. india was the largest penetrated country the, compromised country cause is the model for infiltration yes, that's what compromised country yes. and in fact mm. if i remember correctly uh, the mitrokhin archives mm. has also mentioned that she was fed by fed by kgb false reports 
false situations hmm. to pursue her to take certain decision okay. and she had little uh, her own uh, mechanism to verify Whether or what they were saying is true or not yes, yes. Hmm. so this emergency declaration has something to do with this also perhaps you can't rule it out yes so so there might be might be hmm. that has to be uh, collated with the other stories hmm. uh, other historical testimonies mm. and research mm. that there might be a situation in which she was made to believe mm. that situation is going out of control which and the right reaction and ci yes ab even about cia, CIA yes. they were giving oh. false reports mm -hmm. so but the, <coughs> the truth is that mm. both cia and kgb were active mm. <laughs> but the kgb was much more successful because of the soviet so loving tradition tint, uh, yeah 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 friendship uh, on the part of the yeah, government and congress nehru's friendship tradition yes. mm. because only recently i came to know mm. that uh, some congressman claimed that nehru was the first prime minister uh, who was received by the president of united states so shashi tharoor shashi tharoor no no the point is other which that, i'm that making sure was in moscow yes. actually what i am making from this news is <laughs> that america was so hopeful of this country Ah, and what the, they did? Ah, 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 yes. This has been written by Girilal Jain. Brilliant. Once seen ah, and after. Brilliant. Ah. Girilal Jain has written this that after this Nehru visit, mm. he started giving them a lecture of the Soviet time, and they fall from the sky. My God, the this guy, he's Prime giving Minister, us lecture. Yeah. No, no, he's giving us lecture. Yeah. Whose country's independence we supported, we helped, and they are nowhere right now. he is in the middle of the two superpowers and is this is i am imagining no no fair that enough. disappointment of the american people and american establishment with nehru this nehru mm. and the great expectation this they had mm. because the president went himself to receive him mm -hmm. so what great expectations they have and they offered him uh, the permanent seat in permanent seat in so, uh, security, security council for several years up to yes. 55 they kept repeating it mm. once they even started the procedure mm. and this uh, um, pandit nehru's sister is as ambassador pandit. she has informed to nehru yeah, as prime minister mm. that uh, blah 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 this uh, defense secretary has oh. informed me that they have started the process of proposing india's name as the permanent member of security council so i must inform you that this is happening mm. Mm. and then nehru uh, 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 writes back this was a very bad we mm. cannot accept this <laughs> blah 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 so this kind of communist being in uh, in the center from the very beginning mm. made their work easy yes yes so they had state support they had ideological support and they had no ideological opposition right so this made very easy job and they and then they were really intelligent some of them bipin chandra romila thapar mm. um dian jha obviously so many people Uh, they were really good scholars in a way hmm. and i i guess in their beginning in their youth they also believed that the communism is the future of the country humanity so they were really also believing communists like uh, so many intellectuals all over the world without being a member of the communist party they were more helping to communist party than the communist cadres hmm. and this again is uh, written in howard fast american experience that when he left communist party he said my own comrades in the party they did not abuse me so much as these sympathizers intellectual <laughs> yes. sympathizers <laughs> so this kind of what you say the ecosystem intellectual ecosystem it was so firmly made mm. in the country with the help of i'm sorry to say mm. the all non communist parties including mm. bharatiya janata because when they made their party in mm. 1980 mm. Mm. 80 80 after mm. the soviet in intervention in afghanistan when the soviet disintegration was only 10 years away mm, mm. and the dissolution public disillusionment of the whole leadership was just 4 years away yes and then then they decided to announce their party as goal as gandhian socialism oh. that means they did not know what socialism is up to 80s when just all nine years the whole thing came yeah, apart came yeah. apart in fact gorbachev came to Power in 1985. Five. 
and before that andropov gave his famous speech in 1983 yes, yes, yes. karl marx uh, death university yes. and there he clearly says that we have no future the, uh, the way we are going we have, no we have to do so many yes, things yes. and blah 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 that means mm. we are in trouble yes so our leaders were not at all knowing what america is what mm. soviet union is what china is mm. what our own tradition is <laughs> so in this situation I would say even a minor activist will have a field day and they were not minor. I would say if you go through the writings of uh, Bipan Chandra and uh, uh, even Dange, so mm. many intellectuals, yeah, Rana they, Deva, uh, these guys, they, had, they had good control over language, mm. they, they have read some literature, mm. only they tried to serve the party yeah, and that, serve the goal of socialism. So this infiltration was, to my to my mind, infiltration is perhaps not the really accurate word. It was just easy. Just they went and sit there. <laughs> Take this example, which I keep repeating in my writings. Mm. The JNU was created in 1969. Yes. And from the Raj Thapa's details, we know that uh, P and Haksar were uh, surrounded by all ex-communists. Yes. हमें कोई जॉब दे दो जी. Okay, tu ja udhar vice chancellor ban ja, tu ja udhar commission ka member ban ja. So this kind of thing was going on. What the opposition leaders were doing? They should have only told Mrs. Gandhi that look, madam, we respect you very much, mm. but this is the country's education, our children's future, and you know all these communists. Don't, if you don't, know, don't give them if these you don't positions. know that please ask knowledgeable people what mm. communists do when they take issues. So please, public education should not be infiltrated by party activists. Mm, mm. This is, that is our only request. Mm. And she would have done perhaps something as a corrective. There was no, even a speech. You should, one can search in the parliament debates whether anyone raised this issue that why ex-communists are given the project to create JNU and other institutions. No, not just ex-communists, even for serving communists were given. Naturally. Not just ex-communists. Mohit Sen was a great yeah, friend. Was there. A great friend of uh, Vipan Chandra. Yeah. And, and even uh, Ramesh Thapar himself wrote a lot of uh, stuff. And Nikhil JNU, JNU professors used to come to Ajay Vipan to give lectures to yeah, their they, party school. Yeah. So they were uh, doubling up yes. as the party Cadre, uh, school teacher and, and the JNU teacher. Yeah. So this mixing of state and uh, party. Mm the Soviet model was happening before their whole eyes. Neither the media, nor judiciary, nor the opposition parties, nobody checked it. So why should we say that they were infiltrated? They simply took it by gusto that it is ours. No, they just walked in through the front door. Yes, and they simply said that others have no right to be here. Ah. R.C. Majumdar, oh, bourgeois. Hindutva historian. This is cheap shopkeeper. Communal. This kind of dismissing tone, abusing people mm. with the state patronage, it was very easy for them to capture. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we come to the last leg of this um, interesting and wonderful discussion. By all accounts, uh, the kind of hold that communists had until at least 95 is no longer there. So. What is your assessment of the current situation? So, I'm talking about a period roughly from the fall of Babri Masjid to now. So, that's what, 27 years. So, in these 27 years, the power, reach, influence, capacity of communists has significantly dwindled. Is this assessment correct? If so, uh, what is your assessment? And B, can they ever come back? Will they ever come back? And C, what what should be replaced by uh, the kind of narrative that they have set in these 60 odd years? Oh, that is a very good question. This should have been become a part of separate discussion itself entirely. No. But yes, hmm. of course you are right that their power had dwindled. I think the first factor was the collapse of the Soviet Union, hmm. uh, supported by uh, this the Bum. total about turn of the China, yes. where they went became to bigger imperialist than America, if possible. Mm. <laughs> they are already fighting for they that. They are going there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this was one, and second, uh, that their political strength mm. in parliament in mm. assemblies mm. has gone down for mm. several reasons. Mm. So this was their another big support. Yes. 
So that's why their influence coming to almost a knot. Mm. As to uh, dwindling their influence in uh, in the mind sector, yes, the intellectual sector, mind that has not uh, gone so much. Exactly, yet. that is why I asked. That has not gone so much yet. Mm. First, because after two three generations of abusive terminology and fixed conclusions and a set pattern of uh, giving conclusions in the garb of academic work mm. as a party propaganda or what should they say they had the term agit prop agitation and propaganda it was a very respectable term yes and it was done a very good it was considered a very good work mm. that you agitate the masses mm. and propagate the propagate ideas the idea. so the entire uh, the leftist work mm. in JNU or DU or uh, through other institution has been precisely agit prop. Yes, they agitated their people to go against communalism. That means go against BJP, go against Hindu society, go against Hindu dharma and sastras. Yes, that was their agitative plank. Right. And propaganda is that all these are rubbish. These are punratanvadis, superstitions. These tika tilakwala, yeah. they are not. Mm. They are not academic, we are. Mm. Mm. And all Islamists, oh, they are mm. persecuted, missionaries, mm. oh, Victims, they are very yeah, minor. Yeah, yeah. They are doing the service work. Mm. So, as for the future and the present, I don't see any future for Communist Party at all. Mm. In not, not in any shape which Marx, Engels or Lenin mm. uh, envisioned mm. or hoped. I think none of it is coming to... Mm. Uh, be fructified now. Mm. This is my firm conviction. Mm. But this kind of leftism in mind that is very much alive and it will remain alive for a very, very long time. So, what because is the way out for this? Way out? I think is it way out is very. Is it re education? Yes, yes. It is very simple. That mm. uh, as a said about the education policy mm. that Lord Macaulay made his education policy in two pages mm. yes. okay, mm. which is ruling over us for 184 years <laughs> now yes. and when we make uh, policies mm. uh, we in fact fail to make policy mm. we have made four or five documents since independence none of had any impact or at least nobody remembers what was the first document for what it stood what the second document stood for mm. what the third document stood for or what the present document stands, nobody really knows. Mm. Because it is devoid of policies. So policy is something else. It is very easy because you have to pinpoint what is what has been wrong. And then you just reverse it. That is your policy. That is the easy. So all kind of propaganda literature uh, or propaganda themes put uh, smuggled into as academic course that matlab, uh, you can still check JNU course, mm. I think several years ago I checked and I found that mm. even after the collapse of the Soviet Union, mm. Karl Marx and socialism <laughs> comes at least nine or ten times within the syllabus of a single center. <laughs> I don't remember the exact center, but it was in SIS or social science. In a single center, their syllabus mm. of maybe two or three pages. Yeah. Words Karl Marx or mm. Marx and socialism, socialism comes at least nine or ten times. <laughs> so you have to just throw it away yes, you and really it. ask the genuine scholars mm. all over the world, mm. all over the country, and tell them to decide what is the objective of studying history, what is the objective of political science, yes. what is the objective of sociology, what is the objective of literature, and then please suggest that what kind of literature we should prescribe, prescribe and then it will be crystal clear as daylight that our own lit tradition has at least more than 60% which is required even now. Absolutely. For instance, in political science, I can say that all these books we were discussing because we are living, historically speaking, we are living in contemporary times of Marxism and communism. Yes. Historically speaking, it is contemporary. It is contemporary. So the works of Raj Thapa, works of Raj, uh, Mohit Sen, works of uh, uh, Howard Fast, and Milovan Jilas, and even the works of uh, Lenin, Nehru, these all combined should be the text. Yes. And you study, and after two years, you, our students and teachers will be, will be very clear about the whole project of socialism, Marxism, Leninism, mm. and what it gave to humanity, what was its plus, what was its minus. It will be easy to understand within two years. So this is one thing to do, that you change the syllabi, 
and actually put the academic people, not the party people. Yes. Because that tradition of partyism, mm. party will do all the work, yes. has percolated to other parties also. It is not only Communist Party and Congress Party, rather the Congress Party is a little behind in this. Mm. Some other parties are more forward in taking all the institutions for party only and doing the similar thing in a river in a according to to shoot in their a different own. manner yeah. mm. that whatever party leader said is right whatever party stands is right yeah. whenever someone criticizes is not only wrong he is undesirable so this kind of attitude should go away i think the indian tradition indian land this bharat bhumi as sri arvindo said that this land is so sacred yes it has something in it that you try to finish the entire knowledge tradition entire dharma it will not go away it will lie dormant one, one seed will be there somewhere and it will go it is lying down yes and just one opportune moment and it will come up on its own yes. without any work yes so all you have to do is remove the obstacles remove the garbage and just give a call that please find the real knowledge please find the real education not only through our tradition but take the help of the best of all traditions all traditions the greeks the americans yes. even uh, chinese nobody is alien to us because that is our tradition yes. 